Welcome back to the Gentleman Talk Show. I am your host, Jose. And uh, just to let you know, you can follow me on YouTube and, and on Instagram as the Gentleman Talk Show. Um, today's show, I feel, is an important one. It's one that, that I've been contemplating on for quite a while. And that is on fatherhood, which I feel comes at a perfect time. Um, so even if you're not a father... Or, or not planning to become a father anytime soon, that's okay. I feel like this is something that our generation needs today, um, these ideas that I've had. And thankfully, I was able to find them online through a, um, a website. And I think that website's called, uh, let me see if I can find it here, the Pediatric Associates of Franklin website, which... Um, yeah, these are just opinions of mine that I've been, you know, playing around with for a while, and um, turns out that they are facts. So um, they went from opinions to facts, and that's what I bring to you today. Um, there are five points, and out of the five, four of those are from that website, and the last one I added myself because I found it very important. I want to talk about fatherhood because I feel it's an important thing that that's that a lot of us men are kind of missing um i feel that the responsibility of taking care of our children uh is being lost i feel that we're putting more more importance to working out to um, extracurricular activities that don't concern our children and we're losing our vision for our children as well um so instead of taking care of them instead of showing them love we're we're we live life selfishly i mean let's let's call it what it is and so i've started to see a pattern in society it's not that i've saw it on social media it's not that i saw it anywhere else but it's something that um uh so, well not that i saw it behind the screen let's put it that way but it's something that i started to see in people nowadays um yeah sure I, I see people going on vacation with their kids but that's it that's the only uh time that they have together instead of every day spending that time with your kids so by having seen not just friends but people outside of um my friends uh, which not too many right but i've seen more people outside the the circle that i hang out with and uh and it saddened me so that got me to thinking you know what what kind of a father do i want to be for my kid and so i looked up these these ideas and um which turned out like i said before turned out to be facts and so i bring them to the table so why why is fatherhood so important why do we as men have to be there i mean a woman plays her role as well as mother uh, especially which is a very important role but i feel like it balances out you know one can't really function without the other um you know the divorce rate is high the other day um and i should have written it down but the other day i read that um couples are, are getting divorced within the week so divorces are spiking no one's really getting married either way but if they do get married they're divorcing um so far i've been happily married it's about to be four years in October, uh, and and I can tell you it's been great. Of course, it's been tough because I I married someone who's totally different than me, but I needed that because it balanced 
it balances me out tremendously. My wife is calm and I'm more of a energetic, as you can tell, you know, I move, I talk with my hands. I'm more energetic, but, um, all that to say that just as spouses are important to each other, fathers and mothers are important to their kids. And so the fatherhood, which is the whole purpose, um, that I'm, that I have this podcast, right? Fathers, men, are very important in the development of their children. And this is not something that comes from me. This It, it actually comes from psychiatrists, uh, psychologists, uh, doctors, anybody. I, anybody who has common sense will tell you that a man is needed in a relationship, especially when, it, when it's a relationship with children. So, uh, like I said, I broke it down into five points that I feel are very important. The fifth being my add-on to the four that I got from another website. Um, and so with that, I will start. Uh, so the first point is children look up to us for security, both physical and emotional. So the physical part comes whenever, let's say, a kid falls, right? Whenever your, your son, your daughter is playing outside in the playground and he or she falls and scrapes her knee or she just falls, right, and bumps her, her, I don't know, her leg or her arm onto the playground or whatever. So the first thing that they will do is run to someone they feel secure with. And a lot of times that, that'll be us men. They see us as the strength, as the power uh, or the security in, in, in that. So they'll run straight to us, and we should be there for that. Because if we're not, of course, they're going to run to their mother or whoever is there and find them as a source of security. They'll replace you because the, the main source of security is not there. See where, see where I'm headed? So they'll look for us, you know, for the physical stuff. Um, and, and we should be there for them, you know, um, especially when, when they most need us. You know, I mean, if a kid punches them and they get hurt uh, out of bullying, they, they have to run to some place they feel secure. And a lot of times that's us. They'll find us as a security, as as a fortress, you know. And so we'll, we'll help them out of that bullying situation. Um, but, yeah, they'll come to us for a physical security. Emotionally, that's where nowadays, that's where... A lot of my my podcast is focused in, which is emotional stuff. Um, of course, it's for men, right? But even for children, if us men are not there to show them love, to show them that they're cared for, to uh, take care of them, to play with them, to make them feel important, um, then especially boys, right? Um then we've, then we're not doing our job. If we're putting, fixing the car first before our children's need, when we can literally do it later, although we might have to go to sleep later, we can do it later. Sacrifice some time for your kids. Like I've mentioned many, many times before, in order for me to podcast, I have to podcast once my family's asleep and then stay up late podcasting, recording an episode, editing and all this other stuff. Um, but it's important that we show them that they're loved. A lot of times I can see it in my own uh, life, you know, uh, 
my parents have a have had a 180 change uh, once they came into the church. Um, but before that, it was very it was different. You know, I, I wasn't uh, I didn't grow up feeling loved. I mean, if you talk to my parents, they'll tell you, oh, no, they loved me. But I never felt loved. Then, you know, I've always dreamed for my dad to take me to the park, for example, um, to spend time with me like that. But he was always working. He was always busy. Um, church always, uh, you know, took up a lot of their time as well. So I never really felt loved. And that's something that I need to to kind of cut. You know, I need to cut that chain. I need to break that chain, you know, with my son. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spend more time with my son and and hopefully I'll be able to do that with my second child, who's also a boy. Um, spend time with them. Let them know that they're loved by me. Uh, when they're scared, they'll run to us. That's another emotional um, security. So it, emotionally, we need to be there as well, not just physically. You know, We need to be there for them. When they want to talk to someone, let us be the ones they come talk to. We can't. We we cannot allow them to go talk to someone else, a total stranger who doesn't really know them. We need to know our children. I can tell you now that my parents don't know me for who I am a hundred percent, because I never felt that that uh, trust, and that's something that we need to work on. We need to help them feel trust. Uh, we need to help them trust us. Okay. Well, we're there for security, both physically and emotionally. Second point, we need to, they will look at us to lay down rules and to enforce them. And this is something that I'm big on. Um, in my household, uh, we're placing some rules that we see. We wanted to live life a little bit together to see what rules we can set and to follow. Um, and so my son, it's funny because one of the biggest things that I have in the house is um, right before we eat dinner, and a lot of Christian homes do this, is we pray before we eat. And so although he's a kid, uh, a baby, he'll eat before us because, he, of course, he can't control his hunger. He knows he has to make the sign of the cross before he eats at least, and he does. Although he doesn't do the full-on sign of the cross, he'll he'll tap his chest in, in, as a sign that he just did it. And so he knows that, but he knows that because he sees us do it all the time. Now it's different if I, if I tell him we have to, we have to bless the food. We have to pray right before we eat. Um, and that's it and not do it ever. He's not going, he's not going to do it. He sees me doing it every single meal and he does it himself on his own. I don't have to tell him. So another, another example. If I take my son, if we go somewhere, we, we go visit people, he'll say hello. If we walk into a place, whether there are 50 people or if there's two people, we have to say hello. It doesn't have to be individually, one-on-one. -on -one, but if you walk into a place, just say hello in a general manner, right? Um, once again, uh, it's... It's a, it's a flexible type of thing, right? The rules can be flexible depending on the type of person you are. But all that to say that if your son or your daughter sees that you're enforcing the rules that you put in place, they will maintain those rules without a question, without a doubt, without arguing, they'll do it. 
if you walk into a house and you take your shoes off before entering the house and leave them off, they will do it wherever they go. Just to give you an example, um, my sister-in-law, uh, so her kids, what they do a lot is say please and thank you after they're done. After they do anything, if they hand some someone their, their games or whatever, whatever they do, they say please and thank you. And that's a big rule. I also have that same rule. Um, say please and thank you. It's, for me, that's a very important uh, manner and it's a rule that you have to do, especially in my house. So, uh, so my sister-in-law has taught them for them. That's something important. They have to say, please. And thank you, because that's the nice thing to do. Um, so my, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law agree that that rule will, will stay, stay in place. And so the kids seeing that they do that, they reflect it in their own personal way of, of, of living. So enforce it. Enforce the rules that you place. Don't just place them and not enforce them because then they're not going to take you seriously. You need to enforce it. I enforce certain rules in my household that my son sees that we do and he does them. Of course, he's still a baby, so I don't really expect him to do it 100%, but he does do them. You'll be impressed with seeing him. Um... But yeah, so enforce them. Point number three. They will also see how we treat people. And it, it goes hand in hand with the second point, right? If you're going to talk to someone um, or have guests over or visit people, they will see how you treat people. And they're going to take that example into the world. And treat people the same way that you treat the people that you see. Of course, it may be later where they may may or may not discover that that's not right. You know, for example, me, I always thought that saying certain rude comments was cool because my dad does it all the time. And so just being and just saying something in an outburst thinking it's funny when in reality it's rude, I had to stop that, right? But I had to mirror what I saw because I thought it was normal. I thought people like that when in reality it doesn't. So, um, but in the beginning, they will see how you treat people. So we need to, we need to work on it, right? We need to see, okay, how do I approach a person with my son? Do I automatically cuss them out or do I politely um, call, call, call them to, uh, call their attention, get their attention. I'm sorry. It's all up to us. The way that we want, we, that saying, right? We treat people the way we want to be treated. Well, same thing. Our kids will see that and they will mirror it. So we need to be careful what we do, how we treat people because they will do it. Um, a lot of times our ideas will change as they grow, but we are their foundation. Um, fourth point. Our kids, especially boys to us men, they will model themselves after us. Once again, goes hand in hand with the third point. They think right now that we're their superheroes. And that's great because there's nothing more, more proud that makes us proud 
than our kids considering us their superheroes. It's funny because my brother-in-law said something that um, was very interesting. He said that he told his son that he's not perfect. He's not anything special, but that he does try to be an example for him. And so I say that because although they see us as superheroes, we need to bring them down to reality and make them see that we're not perfect because one day we will make a mistake. And when that day comes, if we, if they thought us to be perfect, that perfect vision or perspective they saw, they had of us will be destroyed and the relationship can be hurt. And we don't want that. So we need to tell them, you know, we, we're not perfect, but we do try to be as much as we can for their sake. So they could, they can have an example in life. So let's not be afraid to be honest with them. Show, try to be an example and, um, and help them grow, grow from there. Now, the fifth point, I left the best for last, in my opinion, and that has to do with faith. You know, throughout the podcast, you know that I've, I'm a very big, I'm, I love my faith, right? I'm a Catholic, Roman Catholic to be, uh, more specific. And, um, faith is very important to me. So, I, I know that the foundation for faith comes from us, especially from the boys to, 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 to the dads, right? We need to be that example for them. We need to show them the ropes of faith. Take them to church. Let them see us pray. Let them see us pray. Let's not be, let's not be embarrassed. Let's show them the, that, that praying and praising God and worshiping God and, and uh, doing everything else that comes with religion. It's okay. Let's not be afraid. Let's not be embarrassed. That's the only way for them to have a good relationship with God. And plus, without God in us, we won't be able to have that good relationship with our kids. So we need faith to be a part of it. Just like we need faith to be a part of our our relationships with a uh, relationship with our wives also with our kids is important so um i would stress more on it but i don't want to shove it down your throats just know that without god we can't do anything and so with that being said these were the five points uh that i see are important for fatherhood and um if you have any questions you can always Comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, whenever you have a chance, leave me a comment. Leave me a question. Do whatever you got to do. Help me help me out with this because I know a lot of men out there have questions or have certain things they want to be cleared up or um, they feel alone. You're not alone. Once again, I'm here for you. Once again, if you want to support this uh, this work of mine, this this show, and I, I do dare say ministry because I feel that I'm being called to help men um, as much as I can, of course. Um, just leave anything. Donations are acceptable. If not, just hit that like, that subscribe, and leave a comment, and that helps a whole bunch. So tune in next time uh, to the Gentleman Talk Show, and I am your host, Jose. Hear from you soon. Mm-hmm.